welcome to Rapid Reviews Radio, episode 153. It's gonna be a fun one, because I'm your co-host, Kylie Wild. I'm joined by my ever-present co-host, Pete Beckett. Hello. And I I forgot to let Pete say hello. <laughs> <laughs> but rude. I'm very, I know, I'm so rude. I'm a very special guest, Richard. Hello. Yes. Um, you you got it. You almost got it, Kylie. Well done. We're get we're getting there. Every episode you get better. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, we are very excited to have him here because um, it's been a while. It's shockingly been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's got what about a year or something? I think so. Thank you, thank you for inviting me back. I couldn't say no. Oh, well, we love having you here. Yeah, I mean, the minute you started talking about The Last of Us in the chat, we were, like, we literally came off the show and we were like, shall we just do a wrap-up of the whole thing? Oh, who should we get? And we literally both at the same time went, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> who shills more about The Last of Us? <laughs> mm. <laughs> what, I, what I was saying to the guys, but uh, what I'll say to our poor, poor audience, <laughs> The Last of Us as a game has been one of the most talked about games on this show. I don't know why it just keeps happening. <laughs> but I've always said from day one, it is one of the best stories out there for a game. And I'm talking about number one, Last of Us Part One. Um, and I thought it would, <laughs> I thought it would transfer perfectly as a television show. And so it has been a great ride these last few weeks. And we're going to talk about that. But before we get started, I always like to check in with everyone and to see how they're doing. Richard, we'll start with you, our guest. How has your week been? It has been a roller coaster. It's been okay. It's been okay. It's ra- it's one of those ones. Monday, not great, and then it kind of got better. And then I made a good lasagna today, oh, yes. which I had to rub it in. I had a- so yeah, good food. Good food, a little bit of gaming, and uh, back at the gym. So yeah, feeling good, and one week closer to my big holiday. Yeah, as well. So yeah, very excited for that. I'm excited not to see pictures at all. Yeah, not jealous, no, <laughs> not jealous at all. Oh, I cannot wait to see. See pictures, show pictures, send pictures. I will. I will. Yeah, they'll be all over um, Twitter, and I'll be liking every single one of them with, oh, with red. Yeah. I'll be doing a giveaway as well, Pete. Sweet. Ooh, okay. So you need to get in on that. There's a need, need to get in on that. Uh, a live giveaway. To, is there any way to rig said competition? I will take bribes in monetary form. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk afterwards. I'll find. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll keep that for. No, if you win this, it's going to look so dodgy. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. <laughs> so yes, Japan on the twelfth of April for nearly a month. So, yes, very, very excited for that. Really happy for you for that, because I know, obviously, you've been waiting to go for a very long time. So I hope you you hope you enjoy it. It better be good. It better be good. Where are you visiting? So we start off in Tokyo. Then we go down to Kyoto and then Osaka, then Hiroshima, then back up to Tokyo. And we're finishing off with Super Nintendo World. Amazing. So, yes, we are st- and then and Disney as well mm-hmm. afterwards, because I booked a hotel and I thought, oh, this looks good. Why is there Mickey Mouse on the side? Oh, I've booked <laughs> Disney. So <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not crazy over Disney. Like I could either take it or leave it. Do you know what I mean? But 
we're there so we might as well so yeah, yeah it's gonna be gonna be really really good um lots of walking lots of temples and lots of buying merch that oh, yeah. will definitely happen definitely you'll have to take a suitcase just for that Oh, I've got extra luggage on the way back. Don't I'm you worry about surprised. that. I think everyone I know who's been there has done the same thing. Absolutely. I've got a list of things people want me to go and get. I'm like, I'm on holiday. I'm not some sort of, like, shopper. Although, Okay. We will, yeah. talk, we will talk afterwards because I, uh, I might have a small request. It's a tiny that's request. Fine. That's it. That's uh, right. That's right, Pete. I, I can allow another one. Thank there you. you. Go. I appreciate it. Oh. Chat is jealous big time <laughs> yes uh, mike tendo's put my jealousy level is over nine thousand. <laughs> i'm sorry i'm glad i put the emphasis on that one <laughs> but pete that takes us to you what's about your exciting week how's it been uh it's been a busy week so i've been working all the way through including this weekend um Ouch. yeah not wow. fun but hey ho that's life um not been overly busy so i won't um, I won't tell you what I was doing at work whilst I was supposed to be working because uh, my bosses might find oh. out. Uh, but anyway, uh, I recently just re-picked up uh, Mario Odyssey for my fourth playthrough and oh my god, I love that game so much. I forgot how much I loved it. I'm currently, uh, I'm now up to Bow- Bowser's Kingdom. Oh, very good. It's one of those games, isn't it, that just goes on and on and on, but in a good way. Like, you mm. feel like you're done, and there's so much hidden in it. It's great. Still not as good as Galaxy, though, Pete. I'm really sorry. No, I agree with you. Galaxy is oh, the oh, game well. of all time, so... Yes, makes two of us. Yes, I like I, I, as I much as I love Odyssey... Mm. It's not aged too well, has it? It's a shame that they took away some of Mario's movement abilities for Flood. <laughs> it's such a sloppy port, wasn't it? <laughs> it really was, yes, yeah. it was. <laughs> a whole like rant on it. A few of, like back in the when it like the early episode. Yeah. That's why I was teasing him about it. <laughs> mm. I mean, there's only oh. one game on that collection that's aged well. I'm, I'm just gonna say it. Okay. It's Galaxy. It's the only one that oh. aged well. Okay, okay. <laughs> very good, very good. So, well, buddy, how's your week been? Yeah, how are um, you? Week's been a week. It's a week. You're still here. Uh, I'm still here. Uh, I drank a lot. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the rest of the UK, but Belfast, or Northern Ireland, but I'm in Belfast, uh, it's been snowing crazy and people don't know how to function in snow here <laughs> like everything was shut down i couldn't get to the gym which made me very sad oh. very sad but it did mean that i got to play a lot of games <laughs> that's not a bad thing no yeah. so welcome to the uk this is how we deal with snow get used to it it's like texas <laughs> oh my gosh as in we don't deal with it at yeah. all there you go Anyway, like in Texas, if it's if it snowed and it like covered the grass a little bit, but you could still see the green through it, we were like, "Oh, exciting!" Okay, but here, the snow got up like to my ankle. (laughs) I was like, "I don't know what's happening. I don't know how to function in this." We've passed. Back home I go. Back home. (laughs) 
And then, like, I keep thinking it's springtime because in my world it is springtime, and then it's just raining all the time, and there's no sun. <laughs> it makes me think of that line in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, where uh, Azim goes, is there, is there any sun in this cursed country? Because that's how I feel. <laughs> And there's me and Pete. No, we're we're more than used to this. And you have to complain about it every day. That's the rule. Oh, you have to. You've now yes. officially become British because you're now complaining yeah. oh. about the weather. It took a while, but you got there. You got there. I, I cannot believe how many conversations I have about the weather now. Like that's all we talk about at the gym, and I'm just like, okay. You talk at the gym. gym. That's a start. That's a good thing. <laughs> Most people are like no. I mean, you talk to people. I thought yeah. you didn't do that. I have I have three people that I talk to. They make it sound like I'm very very popular. Do they I talk guess. back? Well, so not all the time. <laughs> Is it the mirror, Kylie? Is... Yeah, uh, I mean, no, I slowly yeah, back be away. careful with your mic because you cut out a couple of times there. So. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. My mic is very weird. Okay, no, it's not. It's me. We figured this out. I think it was Deadbeat that figured it out. I had my mic turned the wrong way. Oh. I can hear the face palm from here. I was going to say, how we got through 152 episodes already? I have no idea. (laughs) Mike Tindos has three people that you talk to about the weather. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> uh, he also put weeks been a week started with Monday ended with a Sunday that's yeah it's, it's those see. kind of singers I'm looking forward to hearing at, um, at WSD soon <laughs> except and I have talked about this and I'm going to talk about it again because it still gets me in trouble here at the in at the UK here at the UK um, <laughs> man this is a UK uh, no in America Sunday is the first day of the week mm-hmm. In the UK, it is the last day of the week. And you think, that's not a big deal, except it is. Because people say, next week, and I think that they're talking about, you know, Sunday. And then they're like, no, I meant next Sunday. The I'm like, what? And then the calendars are all messed up. I can't follow those. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kylie, it's a Sunday, which is the end of our week today. Yeah. It, like it's the beginning. Uh, it, it also just sounds like that when uh, America seceded from the UK, they wanted to ruin everything that we put in oh, place. So they were like, right, we we're just going to do literally everything different, including the the spelling took, of colour. We took the U's out. We changed it all to Z's. <laughs> Sunday is the first day of the week. Z. 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 And see, I drive a Z4, and like anytime Z4. I have to, like, <laughs> to get it shined or whatever, like, oh, what, what, uh, what kind of car do you have? And I'm like a Z4. They're like a Z4. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that thing. And is it zebra? Zebra or oh, zebra? Oh, Richard, you <laughs> must have read my mind. I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's zebra. It uh, is zebra. Hands I, down. I'm sure eventually. It will work its way into my language, but I still say Z, and uh, it's, I still say tomatoes, and that cracks people up because they say tomatoes here. By the way, tomatoes. Yes. Tomato. It's not. A, it's not I... a zebra. It's just a striped horse. <laughs> and tacos. I still can't get over that. Tacos. 
<laughs> you mean tacos? Like, no, taco. <laughs> wow, it just sounds so like you're doing I a really bad impression of me. I am. I thought that was a good impression. No, I just I thought that was. Pr- <laughs> oh, but uh, yes, we have a lot of fun here on this show. You should join in. Uh, so, for our listeners and our viewers, I am going to take a little side note, and then we're going to launch into this fun show. Um, but our views and listens have been down. If you could get a friend and y'all could just listen and you don't have to even listen. You can listen to like a 30 minute episode or something. Mm-hmm. Just bump our up just a little. And here's why. It's not, it's not cause I want them up. I mean, it does feel good. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. It does feel good on Monday when I look and the numbers are high. But <clears throat> Pete and I want to do live shows at like EGX and all those types of things. Um, and so we need some numbers to back that up so we can go yeah. bring our brilliant voices to the masses out there. So grab a friend, just take it on, like, watch it in the background. You can mute it. You don't have to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are 30 minute episodes, Mike Tendo, yes. such yes. as Redacted for Privilege, the epic well, reading of the yes. a- uh, Epic versus Apple lawsuit papers. Which was very cool because i learned so much about epic and it explains so much of what's going on now it's but uh yeah there's 45 minute episodes um, yeah those they're... are mostly the christmas ones where we chat nonsense yeah and completely drunk uh well me because pete doesn't drink but going to wrap all that up because we are going to launch into what are we're really here for which i'm very excited about and that is we are going to talk about the last of us tv Right, serious faces on everyone, no more laughs, yeah. that's it. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. As everyone goes in terror. I was going to say Zen, but they're zombie apocalypse. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so wait, is it World War Z for y'all, or World, World War Z? World War Z. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point, actually, because I think I'll go American when I say that. Yeah, because I think it's American-based, isn't it? It was written it, by an Yeah. Look, it probably yeah. is, so I probably should be respectful to the source material and say World War Z, but, you know. Yeah. But, um, so... Speaking of respecting wanna... source material... Yes, here we go. Exactly. That's the, yeah. Do we want to do a, a uh, kind of summary of the last episode, or do we want to just go over an overall? Um, what we've been doing is weekly. We've been doing... Uh, rehash of the previous episode so how do y'all feel about that Should we just take it away it? richard so last episode last episode last episode of the last one so full transparency cards on the table i've seen it three times okay so i've watched and i've just watched the last episode just as we were about to go live so i've, I've it's all like fresh fresh in my mind um Yes, so I love I love the whole lot. I love, 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 love it. And I think to wrap it up, they stayed insanely close to the source material. Mm-hmm. Probably a little bit too close for my liking. Yeah. So obviously, yeah. So I've been thinking about this because adore the games um, and. You know, showing Ellie's mum. Are we doing? Is this completely spoiler? Like we, oh, we can yeah, just yeah. right. Yeah. Let me just I'll preface this in, now. Spoilers ahead. If you do not Spoil- want to know anything, don't Why listen to this episode. To this? Don't listen. <laughs> or listen to it. Just mute it so you still get the view. Uh, listen. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is why we need you as a PR rep. 
so so yeah so i I, th- I think the the you know the the beginning with Ellie's mum was great, and obviously uh, Lord, uh, being Ellie's voice actor as well, I thought that was a really good touch, really good touch. That's yeah. what I was alluding to last yeah. week, by the way, Kylie. Oh yes, yes, yes. Oh, hang on, who has played the game? Oh, who- I have. I have. And then Pete has watched a little I've watched bit. It. Yeah. Uh, you've watched it. Have you? What about part two? Because I will Same go full on. Okay, cool. You still go, Kylie. You played it, seen it, started to play it. Okay, <laughs> well, let's park that. We'll, uh, um, but yeah, overall, overall, really liked it. I just, I don't want to go too critical just yet, but I, I do feel like if you've played the game, it, it, it felt like carbon copy, shot for shot. You know, if you look at comparisons, but. That is staying faithful, and you know, if we talk about like Resident Evil, which I didn't enjoy, but that was far, far, far away from it. This is kind of grounded. This um, is this is how this is how it's done. I have a question to ask about that though. Which Resident Evil are you talking about? Uh, latest one. Net- <laughs> no, the the, the um, latest one on Netflix. Okay, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what you found out. So, I don't understand you, what they were doing with that. No, I don't think they did either. No, yeah. I think there's only been so the animated series are the ones that the animated movies, sorry, the ones that stay mostly faithful because they actually technically are within the canon. Um, mm. But the most recent one, obviously the Netflix one that you're talking about, no, that's yeah. quite bad. But then they did Resident Evil, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City with. Oh yeah, and that stayed mostly faithful, but was terrible. Mm. And I, I think I think it really highlights, you know, video games are, are kind of surpassing, like theatre, uh, like you know, shows, movies, films, everything like that. So it's a medium. So it's nice to see what what's refreshing to see with The Last of Us is a very strong and divisive story, very very divisive story. Um, but I still got the same feeling from watching it than I did them playing it. Like when you play the last of us, it's not a good time. Is it? It's, it's, you you don't, you don't go, Oh, I can't wait to play it, but you're so sucked into it. You're so sucked into it. And I felt exactly like this with, Mm. with the show. Um, but yeah, yeah. I came away and I, I, Oh yeah, absolutely adored it. I think it was great, but I was still screaming going, no, Joel, why did you do that? Yeah. So, and then we are going to get into the the moral quandary. I'm I'm dying to hear both of y'all's points of view. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll take your point there, Richard. Like, um, mm. it's like watching uh, uh, Requiem for a Dream. You don't want to watch it again, like at mm. all. But you love what you watch because it's so depressingly. Dang. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it is. It is, isn't it? And it's kind of, you know, I think. I think it helped with how well it was done, how well it was edited. Um, I have I have a weekly discussion. Uh, he's in America. He's called Timothy Good. I think his name is. He's the lead editor on the series. And I connected with him on Twitter just before it all came about. And um, and although I was tr- I was trying to say, oh, what happens in the next one? What have you changed? You obviously couldn't say. Yeah. But he's really, really like he, you can tell he's proud of the whole series and i said to him and i hope he doesn't mind me saying this but i asked him i said look how are you dealing with the backlash because obviously it's you know it's it's going to upset people 
especially people probably who haven't played the games. And the fact that it's so divisive it is, it is they've done their job. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to say something that's probably naive. I was surprised by the divisiveness, divisiveness uh, that came out with this episode. Um, but like I said, we'll get into the moral quandary in a second because that's its own discussion. But I was, yeah. I was genuinely like, kind of, I was like, oh. And it did seem to be mostly people who hadn't played the game or weren't familiar with it. Um, so what did you guys, what did you guys think of it? Pete, do you want to go? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I felt it started very, very strong. Um, uh, as the series went on, uh, I felt that it started getting a bit long in the tooth at certain points. Um, I didn't overly have a connection with uh, Joel and Ellie to a certain degree uh, up until that final episode. Um, well, as, as I say, the final episode, there was um, the episode where it was finally focused solely on Joel and Ellie's like journey. And the cliffhanger that I had, obviously, where they get held up by the Raiders. That's where I started to connect with them, finally. Um, Ever since then, I felt it was good. Um, The ending, for me, is the most unfortunate side of things, because I felt the final episode felt rushed. Mm. Yeah, it was 45 minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, so you've had episodes that, especially that opening, where it was like an hour and 15 minutes, you've had certain episodes, like episode 3, and... To be honest, I don't want to go into episode three in much detail, other than the fact that it's probably one of the best episodes in the entire series. But that went very long as well, and <clears throat> uh, same with the the Left Behind episode. Which I and love that one. my my biggest issue with the with the series as a whole then is the fact that they focus two episodes of a nine episode series on side stories that didn't really play into the main narrative in any way. Like if if it had had a couple of extra episodes, I might yeah, be okay I, I with would, it. I would like to, that is probably my only. Well, I'm not gonna say only because I don't want to sound like a fangirl, like hundred mm. percent. Oh, but I wish there were more episodes. Mm. Uh, it seemed like there could. There's a whole world there to explore, and I know, and like that. That's an HBO decision that they had to. They had to play it co- close to the vest because they didn't know how this was gonna do. Uh, there is a legacy of video game you know as storytelling as entertainment as movies as tv show not doing so well as we've <laughs> talked about on this show halo cough cough uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. i'm still yet to see that i, I do Wait. still want to see it just I... to say that i've seen it oh goodness i i had that moment where i got curious because I, uh-huh. I took out Paramount Plus just to watch the Scream movies for a, a research that I was doing on another podcast. So I decided yeah. to watch the first, like to watch Halo, and I couldn't make it past episode three. It was that bad. Really, that bad. Yeah, yeah like it, it... visually speaking, it's quite nice right. to look at. Like the suit yeah. itself is incredible, but mm. just everything around it is bad. Cody, um, to... Mike. Sorry, cutting out. What? Oh, comment. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna roll my chair back in case it's my knee hitting the cord. Another suggestion that'd be bad. How's this? Can everybody hear me Bell. before I go on? Yeah, all good. Um, yeah. What I said in the very, very beginning of The Last of Us when we started reviewing it and stuff is that this felt like a renaissance in a way. We were going back to it's so well written. 
it's so well performed it's just every like everything's tens across the board it's like so good but again i think and this is an hbo thing it needed more it needed mm. more episodes there's so like i feel like we've had a little taste and there's so much more to explore um and stuff. yeah and, and i think and i think i agree so when i was when I was thinking about, oh, what point should I bring up on the podcast? And I was thinking, what did I not like about it? And that and you have to be, you have to be critical of the you things you to, like. Yeah. I think that's important to, to do that. But you know, same as you, Kai, not to sound fanboyish, but actually it, it, it is too short. But there, I think there was a certain magic with episode three, for instance, where you they can... They can tell a fleshed out story in such a short amount of time. Um, and I know it's the same time. I know it's an hour and a half. You know, it's the same time, you know, same kind of uh, makeup as a film. But to have, like, every time I've seen that, I've cried every mm -hmm. single time for various reasons. And and it's it's one of the most beautiful stories oh. ever. And actually kind of, what I'm trying to say is I probably wanted to see more of that. I wanted to see more diversion. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just, and I think, and I think, yeah, maybe 12 episodes would have been good because I felt like that, the, the, the hospital, I would have liked to have seen more fighting as well. Mm -hmm. the, I know there's the big debate around how many infected there are in the, in the you know, we obviously saw Ellie's mum uh, where she stabbed her in the side of the, the head, mm -hmm. etc. And then the umbil umbilical cord bit. But I think, I think, yeah, a folk, I think I did miss, I did definitely miss the, you know, with the bloater, for instance, going back to that episode, which was one of my favourite episodes with the sniper rifle and the bloater. Oh, yeah. Was it the bloater? Yeah, it is bloater. It was bloater. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think some more of that. But then listening to, I don't know if you guys listened to it, but I listened to the Last of Us podcast, the official podcast. Yet. It's really, really good. And it's oh. Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann. Mm -hmm. And they have like the special guests and stuff. But they, they talk about, you know, the use of the infected. And they wanted it more on the love story and you know the characterization of the you know of the of the people in the in the series but yeah more infected please <laughs> yes it, yeah. it, it did kind of dwindle down mm. and i was a little bit confused about the the last episode <clears throat> was it my understanding that that infected chased ellie's mom the whole way mm. i think so yeah i think so yeah wait that that seemed a little. Mm, I mean, I would like to have seen maybe a little bit more reason for it. Pre, like some context around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I will say this though, um, as that scene opened and you can hear her grunts and everything, I just kept my brain kept going, Ellie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I think her. that's what yeah. it was there for. And we knew obviously I, yeah. that um, the original cast were going to make cameo appearances in some way and i think it right. i kind of think it was the perfect way to get ashley johnson into the show as well i thought that was very very good um i i i the science is a little weird but i can suspend my my disbelief a little bit but i thought no this was a funny small thing that may not have been intentional but i 
I think it was, and I thought it was a really cool nod. Um, when uh, Joel's going through the hospital, just picking off everyone, you know, mm-hmm. feels very much like the the game. Uh, he he shoots one guy in behind the bed, and he drops his gun, and he picks up that guy's gun, and I was like, oh, he just upgraded his gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I got exactly that, but in the second episode, when was it Tess and Joel mm-hmm. are coming in from some rain, and they both swing their bagpacks round, and they both kneel on the floor. I'm like, that's what you do in the game, like I, <laughs> just yeah, little things really like odd. that. Yeah, and it, 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 yeah. Feels, it, it feels parallel to it. It is very cool to sort of attention to detail that I have put into the world and and to obviously adapting what is an active you know an active storytelling method to a passive medium and i think they've done mm. it in probably what is i'd say near perfectly yeah i i mean it, it again you know it's it's good to be critical but holy crap with everything that's out there currently this is superior it surpasses mm. i mean i wanted the witcher to do well i keep referring back to the witcher because it was so awful Oh, the first first lot was a, a passable. Yes, wasn't it was passable. It? The second season, holy crap! What the heck? I don't know. I just was like, what? And then recast, uh, obviously, as well. Then, so. well yeah, I was, was, was going to say, series season two must have been that bad because uh, Cavill didn't want to come back. Well, they wouldn't let him. Yeah, do I know what, we, we, what he wanted to do. Yeah. They should have let him. Um, but oh yeah, and then did you guys see? Uh, it's on Twitter a lot. There was a lady on TikTok who was like, um, gamers, you've been gatekeeping games from us. Oh, I yeah, I saw that. And yeah, that was, a, that was such Mario a crap Kart. take. Yeah. And she's like, I haven't seen that. Yeah. She's I'll like, see if I can find hiding... it whilst you talk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you've been hiding great storytelling and stuff behind games and never letting us know. We just thought you played Mario Kart all day. And it's like, lady, first of all, you're not that old. She's probably 40s. <laughs> Uh, and it's like you have eyes and hands. So is this born? Is this all born from The Last of Us, where she's watched? Yeah. Right, okay, I've yeah. got you. And I, I, I think that's an interesting point actually, because I, I love hearing. So it's a topic of conversation when I walk into my office at work, which is non-gaming related, mm-hmm. and a lot of them don't play games at right. all but I, I i speak to i speak to them about it and i'm like what do you think like what like what what how do you feel the story is because obviously we know the games probably inside out or very very well and and actually the feedback that they that you get is the first thing that they always say is oh, i can't believe it's from a video game like they're not allowing themselves initially to enjoy it and then they go Oh, it's oh, I love it. Oh, it's really, really good. And then I go, you should buy a PlayStation Five and get it. <laughs> like it's a bit of a you know, bit of a, yeah. a, a quite a bit of a spend there. But I don't know if I don't know if it's going to, you know, the sales have gone up and stuff. But it, what I'm interested in, is it going to tempt people like new players to try out the game because <laughs> there are thirty hours of depression. <laughs> in part two at least oh gosh yeah Yeah. well it's like i said i said a couple of weeks ago like i knew where this obviously i i know pete doesn't it wasn't as familiar but i knew where the series was heading and i was like i knew enough you you bet yeah um and i was like listeners 
you have to know if you have not played this this is not a happy game no not a happy ending it's not you know and it doesn't continue to be happy there's little bright spots of course um Mm. but prepare yourself um, and i I think the show does that as i think the show does that really well as as well where you where you have it's not all doom and gloom like it feels more light-hearted i mean yeah fair enough it's you know the same ending middle you know beginning um but what it does is it really amplifies the good part the 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 happy parts the positive parts like the the my favorite part in the first game the 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 best part is the giraffe part absolutely i love that mm. because it is just you get to see ellie's innocence come back because yeah. Yeah. Ellie has gone from Firefly Camp or whatever you want to call it to possibly being the cure to uh, to the Cordyceps virus, and and she's she swears all the time. She's had to kill people, and you get a glimpse you get a glimpse of her playfulness when I think it was episode three, no episode two, where she's playing around like near the. Do you remember the the clicker or the the infected who's under the rubble, and she's like yes. putting the yeah, and and that that took me back to that, and she snaps out of it because she has to kill it. Yeah. And I think going back to the giraffe part is I really enjoyed her. Like you see her laughing, you hear her laughing. And then she says the line, oh, that's so fucking cool. Are we allowed to swear? Sorry. No, we're not, but we'll allow it because, well, uh, you know. It's part of the... Yeah. yeah. And, and, she, and, she, and she says that, and then that's almost like brings you back down because she's sworn again and she's back to her like... She's yeah. 14 for crying out loud, but it, it's just that lighthearted bit, which, yeah, before it all obviously kicked off again. Yeah, again. And yeah, so the it, puns, of course, being... I love that. I love. Oh, that ones. that whole episode with the book, like that made me laugh. Like so many moments, it gave me a good laugh. Like especially that really bad one before they're trying to get to sleep. Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, and it's, it's a genuine laugh, isn't like, it? Genuine. Yeah, like yeah, that was. Yeah, that was the thing I got from that. Is it felt like a genuine moment, like between the two actors who actually was just having a laugh between themselves, and it just got filmed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they and they they expand on that as well. They expand on Pedro's and um, uh, I can't remember. Bella oh, yeah, Bella, Bella, thank you, <laughs> Bella Ramsey. Uh, they expand on how they got so close during filming. Yeah, yeah they'd never met each other before. They'd, they'd they'd obviously both been on Game of Thrones, but then they never met each other before. But apparently, according to the showrunners, like they just their chemistry just got stronger and stronger and stronger, and you can really see that being translated. Oh, yeah. that's like I, I, I'll I'll say this part, and then I want to hear both of y'all's maybe best positive emotional moment, and then we'll go like for the hardest hitting emotional moment. But I um I was thinking about calling this episode uh, "Daddy Issues," the TV show. I'm <laughs> 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 writing it down now. <laughs> because I relate so hard to uh, Ellie, but I did in the game as well. But to see it on screen, and then the moment, like for me, uh, I said this, I might have said it last week, I don't know if we said it on stream or off, um, might have been off actually, Pete, when you and I were talking. Mm-hmm. But when Ellie runs out after uh, after the, I forgot his name, but the pedo guy. Just <laughs> to kill him. Um, and they do this a tiny bit different from the game, but not that much. Uh, 
and she runs out and she doesn't know where she is and there's you know anything and then uh joel grabs her and he calls her <clears throat> oh <laughs> yeah that was the first turning point wasn't it the first proper yeah. turning point and it was yeah. like real on his face and it's it was a bit different than the game because mm. he, he does it it's just a different he goes in doesn't he, he goes yeah. into the mm -hmm. and stops her from smashing his face in rather than yeah. Yeah, and he says, you know, it's me, it's me, it's me, baby girl. That way, and mm. it's it, it was good for the game, but the way Pedro just he just he's like baby girl, you know, and then grabs her and holds her. It's I, real, isn't it? It was real, and I just bleh, I just wailed. <laughs> what about you guys? What is your like? When did it just boom hit you? Um, episode three. Um, like. As a gay, as a gay man myself, it's it's really I get nervous uh, about seeing representation in media. I get really really nervous because they either get it wrong or I can't relate to it, and obviously the backlash online as well, which you know we won't kind of anyway. It's and so I I, I knew about Bill and Frank, um, and in the game. Obviously, you go and see you see him hanging there, but you don't see any of the context around it. So I knew it was going to be a difficult one, and obviously, all the media was saying, "Oh, get ready." But I, I don't think I've ever been affected as much as Episode Three ever by any other film. I think probably the last one was Neverending Story or whatever it was, uh, <laughs> and and yeah, I think I. But it was all also happy because it's a happy ending. It it, but they both die, but they're both fulfilled. Oh, yeah. By their voice and together, and no one has to like miss the other. Oh. Yeah, and and, and what you and what um, and the and kind of the the way that it was portrayed was the most real representation that I've like I've seen. You know, it wasn't kind of over the top. It didn't play into stereotypes. It was uncomfortable. It's not all roses. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and you know, the strawberry part for me, I think, was yeah. was the the most because it was something so simple. You know, something growing, and that's like it was the hope. It was the happiness on their face. Mm. And I think, yeah, and obviously, all you know. But I came away at that. Re I really struggled for a couple of days. I just sat there, like zoning out, going, "Oh, I loved it." But yeah, that that. That whole that whole arc, that whole story in there was 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 the best part for me. Look, uh, I'm going to mirror your sentiments here, Richard. Episode three is mm. the one that just changed it for me. It was I remember where I was, where I was watching it. You know those mm. weird yeah. moments like, where were you when you saw this? Yeah, I was in a hotel room in Ireland watching this. Um, oh wow! And I I was lying in bed. My partner was asleep, and I, I shed tears about three times throughout that episode. Oh my god, it was touching. Like. And I'm not going to say like anything about like the the gay side of the thing of, of the romance, you know. <clears throat> I'm actually what I'm going to say about it is it felt like the most genuine love story that I've ever seen <clears throat> depicted on screen. It oh was God. unreally touching. It was so incredibly well done. I <clears throat> it just it like to me it felt like everyday life just with a zombie apocalypse surrounded around it. It was like you know those little fights that you have with your partner about silly little things or the oh, disagreements you, you can have. You know, <laughs> I love that so you much. know, but then you know you can take the joy out of the tiniest little moments, like you said, with <clears throat> the strawberry growing, and it's like, oh my 
yeah, the the strawberry made me go. The you know yeah. when they first met each other and the like that first dinner, like I was I was done by then as well. And I was like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. And then and then the very end when they uh, you know when they both decided that that was it, they were gonna they were gonna take their own lives in the most solid way possible. And uh, that was it. I was a wreck. I was an utter wreck. I've got to watch that. I've got to watch that episode again. I've got to watch <laughs> it this week because my mother is coming round. And I'm taking her out for dinner for Mother's Day because I couldn't see her today. And yeah. she was like, oh, oh, can we watch The Last of Us? Because she's in episode one. Yeah. She watched me play the game. She loved oh, She's wow. not a gamer. She's, quite, she's like 60 odd. Um, and she watched me play the game and she absolutely loved it. She loves God of War as well. And, um, and yeah, she can't. She's like, oh, yeah, we'll watch the next two episodes. And there's me thinking, do we have to? <laughs> Because <laughs> I know what's coming. I know um, what's about to happen. Yeah. I um, kind of was going to say exactly what Pete said. The thing that I love the most about it is that it you for, you you forget, but you realize they're in post-apocalyptic times. Like that. That's the background. That's mm-hmm. the backdrop. You get that, but yet that's not the focus. It's their humanity and their mm. love for each other, and it transcends that. And it's what would happen in real life if we were you know love is going to continue uh, mm-hmm. well, how destroyed the world is well I, I said i said i rang my partner we, we watch it together he lives uh we don't live together he lives uh, a few hours away um and we watch it we press play at the same time like we oh, watched amazing. it at the same time we you know we do three oh, two yeah. one on whatsapp and we watch it and we, we've done it okay. through pandemic and that's how we do it now and um and we were both we we both said at the end we were like, yeah, that's absolute goals. That's how we would want to be if we, if we were in a apocalyptic oh, zombie. Yeah, so it's I almost felt like jealous of their life at points. Yeah. I was like, I want like you know the small things like that, and then yeah, it's you almost forgot about the apocalypse for a bit. You did, yeah. you do. It, it's funny. <laughs> um, I also found it kind of funny with from from myself. Uh, so one of my favorite games that I do play is Fallout 4, heavily modded, so that I can go throughout the wasteland, rebuild things, and make them beautiful again. And then Frank, his whole thing was when he got and they had the little argument outside with Bill. He's like, I just want to make it beautiful. It's the details that you know show how much you care. And I'm like, Yes, Frank, I'm you. <laughs> yeah, I think, so you can. I think I'm more Bill like, in that situation. <laughs> even in the darkest times it's like exactly i think that's the key takeaway isn't it i think that is is it absolutely beautiful episode now was there a kind of low point um as in this is uncomfortable i don't like it you know the opposite (laughs) yep episode eight which one was that so steven uh david the yep the uh, the the cannibal um pedophile let's call him Mm. Yeah, yes. I knew not that was uncomfortable to say the least. No pun intended, but they really fleshed him out. Hey. <laughs> and we had Troy Baker in there as well. Yes, Did we? right. so voice Troy Baker, yeah, the voice of Joel, obviously was yeah. was David's second hand man, was oh, uh, right hand man. It's him. Okay, yeah, it was him. Yeah, I'm gonna go back and watch that again then. Yeah. Mm. Right, um, making me re-watch the most uncomfortable episode <laughs> I watched. <laughs> Can I ask what was 
I mean, besides, I'm sure the obvious, but what was so uncomfortable for you? Um, so, I knew what was coming. Like, like you could, you could tell by the subtext of of the entirety of when she turns up, actually, and when she's uh, apprehended by them, that there was something a bit off about them. Like, I didn't know exactly, but then as you start to get through and you start to realise there was dialogue that they had in there that was sort of pointing that way, and it just kept building this really uncomfortable tension with me. And then I, I guess that's probably why you have the moment at the end. It's supposed to be like the cathartic release, isn't it? So it's like, yeah, okay, I could get with that. And then, like Kylie said, yeah, Joel coming up and hugging Ellie is like, yeah, baby girl. And I'm like, yeah, okay, then, yeah, this is cool. I like this. But like, yeah, I mean, it was just such, like, I've watched so many things over the years that have made me feel really, really uncomfortable in the wrong way. But this one felt really uncomfortable, like, narratively speaking, and done probably to perfection in that way. I was going to say like, that, it was, that... It was clearly a narrative choice for it. Yeah. That's, I think... That's I, th- I think I, going into the series, I thought they wouldn't include that. I thought they would shy away from that because it's something that we all know happens, unfortunately. And um, but but they they stuck with it, they stuck with it, and they and they ran with it, but they didn't push it. They they insinuated, and well, obviously until the end. Um, and and I think I, the way they handled it was really good, but kind of almost echoing what you did. And <laughs> Kylie, your your fleshing out thing was brilliant. Um, I think the what you don't see in the game is you don't see them eating. You don't see that that side of that yeah. community. And then there was a part in that episode which I always remember, and it was such a small part of it where they've gone out hunting and um, it cuts to the two cooks in the kitchen and they're cutting up the meat and the guy brings in the meat and they go what is that? And then she gets her hand in and she go, and he goes venison or something. Yeah. When you know it isn't venison. Yeah. And it's, and I think looking, I've watched it again and I think, and this is probably might be obvious to other people, but I think who they're cutting up was the father of the child at the beginning, isn't it? I yeah, think that's what I think so. It yeah. is, yeah. yeah. That's how I interpreted mm-hmm. it. So she's having to cook her own husband and that that's the bit that that's the bit that really hit me. I think with mm-hmm. that episode specifically. Obviously, you know the the uncomfortableness later on that you've highlighted, Pete. But I knew about that. I knew knew what was going to happen. But that bit to see them dealing with oh, I I, I really maybe it's just the thought of eating someone you know as well. Just no. <laughs> I, I think yeah. I think it's just one of those interesting things when it comes to a post apocalyptic show. It's like. It's kind of the you know the moral quandary that you have. Like if you are gonna go, if you're gonna starve, what then you've got nothing else available to you. What do you do? You know, and yeah. I think I think shows have done that. Shows and TV, uh, TV and movies have done that before quite a few times, but they've never really done it to this quite like quite to this yeah. extent. Well, yeah, and and it always comes up with like when I've watched it with other people, we always go, "What would you do?" What would you yeah. do? You're, you're literally in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you know, would you, would you, would you? And it, and it, and it, that's the whole, and the, yeah. the game does the same thing. It, it was obviously kicks up all the questions like, would you do that? Would you do that? And I think that's where it excels because yeah. 
you're constantly fighting with yourself. Yeah, I think that for me, the only time that they've ever, like, apart from this, where they've ever done it right on screen is the film Alive. And that's obviously oh based on a true story. And that it is, is horrible. Which one's... So Alive is the sto- the real life story of the Argentinian rugby team who got who crash landed in the Andes and uh, I think a couple of oh, members no. went to go and find like find help and it took them ages. They eventually they found help, but like eventually by the time that they had arrived, quite a few of the people had died, and most of them had been eaten. It was all, oh. but they still had you know in order to. It's based on a true story. I'm yeah. I'm going to be watching that tonight. That sounds brilliant. <laughs> it's an incredible <laughs> film, but it is yeah. savagely hard uh, to watch. Yeah, it does make you think. Oh. That what I think this series does in in game, but also probably even better on television is it shows who we who we were. In real life, who we are now is mm. not who we be under crisis, under pressure, mm-hmm. mm. in a post-apocalyptic or a war zone. Um, like some people were just mild-mannered, you know, hairstylists or something, um, or mm. the lawyer lady or whatever. And now she's like the leader of you know that whole encampment uh, that Tommy's at, you know, yeah. uh, or you know, it, it's just it's it's kind of that kind of gives me an existential crisis <laughs> yeah it's, it's the same with the uh the person who's leading the uprising against fedra as well like she was quite probably quite mild-mannered and then was very mild after mannered. everything had happened she's like no i am now the leader and i'm gonna i'm basically like i'm essentially an eco-terrorist at this point exactly <clears throat> exactly um and uh, to be honest i think most of almost every episode I had an existential crisis, <laughs> but I do when I play Fallout. So uh, <laughs> feel right at home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't wait for the Fallout series either. <laughs> because it's like, all of this, all of this, all of my whirlpool bathtub we were talking about earlier, <laughs> just like bombed and gone in a second. And then who do you become? And I think, I think you're, you're right in saying you you see the normal lives. I say n- n- new yeah. normal. Yeah. Um, like the, the, going back to episode seven, I think just before they go to Jackson, where Joel yeah. goes into that house with the two people in, and they're just living their life. They've been out in the snow for ages. Is it episode seven? I can't remember. Episode six. No. Mm. And they um, and they. <laughs> I, yeah they are brilliant because again it's it's real representation of what actually would 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 happen mm-hmm. you know the, the people just living their life getting by however they can and yeah. and joel's like completely like stunned by it because she's just rocking in a chair <laughs> while it's got a gun to their head and it's mm-hmm. yeah oh that and was it, so good that little moment speaking of you know that sparks joy or whatever um because there are if such a thing were to happen there are people who have just lived that way their whole life and their their life didn't change at all it's less people around i think they even say that at one point there's just less people yeah i think (laughs) yeah don't they yeah and i uh, think that yeah so what for you was the most heartbreaking moment which could be the same as the most emotional moment but where you just uh the fact that it finished maybe uh <laughs> so um 
I don't know. I think it's. I think the the show doesn't really go mega positive. So I think rather than a, a your standard kind of show, your series, it, you can pick them out, but it all stays stays fairly kind of low key in terms of you know right. Well, it's all fairly depressing. Um, but yeah, I, I would still stick probably with with episode. Th- uh, no, actually. No, I've just remembered the most heartbreaking part of the whole series when Sarah dies at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think we forget about that because done. Oh. It was it was awful in the ga- it was it was awful in the game and you know, they they captured that perfectly unfortunately because yeah. you know, it, it's such oh. a heartbreaking part. Yeah. Um and and I think I think going back to episode one where they fleshed out like, the whole Sarah kind of character, yeah. uh, which was fantastic. But Obviously, I they like needed it. to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really, really good. Yeah. I just wish she could have stayed in. Oh, I just somehow. Fabulous actress. Yeah. Oh, she she's a fantastic Act- actress, and I'm so yeah. like I've heard. Uh, God, okay, final, I'm quite sorry. Well, just her final scene. I was just like. She needs every award that they have. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. She, she does dead so well. <laughs> she does dead so well, you'd think she actually did. Yeah. Oh, it was and, so, so good. And it, and it kind of, um, what I like about that is the fact that they stayed, one, truthful to the source material, but yeah. also you see, you see um in episode in the episode nine when joel is taking ellie out of the like the lift or elevator and he's doing exactly the same and i think that was so crucial because it kind of it just harks back to that that whole you know 20 years ago or whenever it was and i and you know to kind of do the full loop round was 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 really really good i'm just so glad they kept it yeah i I am too. Um, absolutely, Pete. What about you? Was there a heartbreaking moment? Um, I think I'm going to have to agree with everything Richard said there. It's <laughs> like it, I, you, I, 100%. You forget, obviously, about Sarah. Like after mm. everything that happens, uh, there's so much that happens in this show that you go back to episode really one and you're like, "Oh yeah, that happened." <laughs> I think that the way that they did that by leading up to it, by showing her normal life, her normal routine, but showing tiny little things that were slightly off obviously builds that sense of impending dread and like it's you know something's coming obviously if you've played the games you know what's going to happen but they did it so well to sort of did you notice the classroom yes i think so did so there's a i i I watched i watched the first episode please don't judge me i watched it seven times and mainly because i was so excited to show people but everyone has yeah. sky over here and um and i watched it again and there was a part in the first kind of going on what you said pete there's a bit where she's get she's she's she, uh, um sarah is writing she's in the yeah. classroom and she gets like a uh, like a light goes past her, the reflection of something goes mm-hmm. past her head uh, or like on her face. And I was like, okay. But if you watch it again, and then the camera cuts to side profile yeah. and it blurs out the, the background and there's someone like twitching oh, very, wow, very okay. slightly. And that's why 
Twitch, the twitching, and the yeah. light off the watch on the side is shining in her hair, in oh, her face. Incre- okay, that's incredible. And I noticed it on the third watch through, and I was like, oh, that's the first time you see, you know, and, and then obviously... Joe is brilliant. You start seeing, yeah, exactly. like, the sirens starts, and all, you know... Even before out. then, when, when you, if you kind of... And I've done a bit of a deep dive on the first episode, even down to when... Um, when they refuse the biscuits, so they refuse the food that would be infected. Mm. They refuse, you know, the next door neighbour. They go, oh, do you oh. want the cookies? And they go, no. And he says it's on Atkins, yes. and obviously that he wouldn't be able to eat that. So they, if they had eaten it, there wouldn't be oh any. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow. Right. Okay. It's in the flour. That's how they say. Yeah. Exactly. It. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, she go, oh, and also she wants cookies, and she and and then she goes, oh, chocolate chip. Raisin? No, I don't want one. So they don't. She, Sarah doesn't eat the cookies. Oh my gosh, I love this show so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so okay, yeah there's, there's so much depth to it that even you don't, yeah. you don't see it on a first or even a second watch in that. No, so yeah, you have what to. What makes it so good is that yeah. it, it definitely um, it definitely rewards you for repeated viewings and that keen eye yeah. observation. Not replay value. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 nine out of ten. Would <laughs> recommend. <laughs> But I, I I will say my heartfelt moment, but it's going to tie also into something else, another discussion that I want to have. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, what I think they did uh, with Tess's character and the actress that played her was amazing. Like, yeah. I was like, can we keep her around? Like, I knew what was going to happen, but could we keep her around? Because she's like the leader and she's mm-hmm. the star of the role in the beginning. Um, well, and I... Really, oh, I just really, really liked the the way they again fleshed that out. Mm. Um, and Kylie, you played the game, so yeah. I don't know if you're the same, but and I really want to hear your opinion on this. But I much preferred her character in the in the series than I did the game. The game, she in the game, I didn't like her or uh, the leader of the Fireflies lady. I'm just blanking. Marlene, yeah. yeah. I didn't like either of them in the game, and. Tess in the series, the TV series, I was like, what? Why couldn't she be this, like this? <laughs> she comes back in series three in a flashback. So just very slightly when they're eating outside Bill and Frank's. But yeah. I was like, she was still just such a more personable person. Yeah, you just want to hug her, didn't you? Yes, exactly. I was like, this is someone I'd chill with, whereas uh, Tess in the game is just a little more, I'm going to say, witchy. <laughs> a little, I don't know, there's a deviousness to her, an undercurrent, or maybe an anger. Maybe that's. She's quite stoic, isn't she? She's yeah. not, there's not, there doesn't feel much depth to her character there, I it's don't like think. It's like a wall, and I'm sure it was intentional, but. And are they romantic? I, I didn't quite. In the, in the series, they are. I mean, in the TV mm. series, they are. I never really picked it up in the mm. game but i have seen since people say that yes it's alluded to in the game i don't remember that no i don't it's no. Almo- um, almost but... like the game was pri- trying to tell you that they probably bumped uglies a couple of times and that's about it <laughs> that, you know and that kind of stuff sometimes goes over my head <laughs> sometimes um but um uh, but that leads to so tess's death which i knew was coming uh i thought was so honorable like there was an honor to it that was not in the game or that i didn't get a sense of in the game uh and it was a sacrifice and it was almost mm. like a harder even though it was inevitable 
Um, but then there was some controversy because, and we talked about this on the show, uh, one of the infected comes over and kisses her, and someone said that that was akin to a sexual assault. I disagreed with that because, <clears throat> as previously said in that episode, uh, all of the cordyceps are connected. So they're all one unit, and so mm-hmm. I just felt that just cordyceps connecting. I didn't, you know, get this feeling or whatever. But having said that, <clears throat> because that is an issue with females in games. Mm-hmm. So we go back to the episode where uh, Ellie is with the cannibals. And then the fight that she has with what's-his-face. Uh, I don't know why I forget his name, but the pe- pedo guy. Oh, uh, David. Yeah, yes, thank David. you. I couldn't remember it's that for a second. Brother's <laughs> name, so you think I would like... <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't want to remember it. Um, but uh, <laughs> so... But the thing is, when that fight started, I actually went almost on, not defensive, that's probably too strong, but a little bit like, is this going to be a, oh, she gets assaulted and then it's suddenly badass, you know, which is whatever reason they do that trope for women. I don't know why, repeatedly, in video games and media. But I thought, actually, they turned around and they handled it really well. Um, she did what she had to do yeah. to, to fight him off. And then she was upset about it. She didn't turn around and become some kind of like, oh, I'm now Lara Croft because I guess yeah. Yeah. and had or whatever. And it was really, I, I just felt that that was really well done. I, yeah. I have to agree with you as well. There's been some criticisms from quite a few corners of the internet about mm-hmm. obviously media and how women are depicted in media. And I'm not going to agree with them for the most part, but there are certain things that I will agree with, like, you know, a a hundred odd pound, you know, small female overpowering a 300 300 pound bloke. That doesn't tend to happen. Like, women have to fight smart, not aggressive. And I think that it was depicted incredibly well, like how she managed to outsmart him and then use brutality basically to finish it off and like yeah. you said it's more humanizing that the fact that she felt something at the end of it rather than just being like yeah girl boss yeah and I, and I i have to agree because they decided to change that kylie you said at the top of the podcast where they removed joel from going inside of the building she got up by herself so in the game joel goes over grabs mm-hmm. her but in the TV series, she beats David's face to a pulp, mm-hmm. um, but gets out herself. She's got that strength. She's they're allowing her. Oh no, not the, they're, what they're saying. What, how I read it was, they're not going. Oh look, you know, a male's coming in to save the female, or Joel's yeah. coming to save Ellie. Ellie is getting up. She's brushing herself off. She's probably just done the worst thing in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, she had to kill um, Riley, but yeah. this is probably the tops that. Mm-hmm. And she's getting out. She's breathing, and then Joel comes in. I think that's crucial because it's showing Ellie's got this. Ellie's mm-hmm. Ellie's Ellie's got herself up. She's brushed herself off, and she's out of that. But, yeah. but they still allow that moment for her to be a human being and break down yeah. at the end of that. And that's that was the thing that I found the most compelling about it is, yes, oh, she's, had, she's, she's had her moment of, you know, overpowering and adversity and then just walks away from it, 
still obviously in shock, you know, because the camera angles and the, the direction that they go with is clearly meant to convey the kind of shock that she's had to go through. <laughs> and then it's all, and then that camera angle is then all taken away and stilled. And as soon as Joel comes up and takes her by the arms, it's like, yeah. You loose, okay, it loosen up, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's almost like she, like, walking out of that building, she was in a complete daze, and I think that was sort of the what they were trying to convey in that moment. See, that's, that's what I loved specifically about that, was that it showed not only was she strong, and, <clears throat> her, you know, she didn't need no man, which I do love, <laughs> but she was also vulnerable, yeah. and while she didn't need Joel, yeah. obviously, to defend her and all that kind of stuff, it was okay that he was there with his arms you yeah. know like so she was vulnerable and strong and you never get to see that and yeah. i just love yeah. that complexity and, and you feel the re you feel the, the relief yourself as well yeah. don't you but, but in, t in terms of kind of going on on that kind where, where the show allows you know that uncomfortableness slash the breathing space flicking back to i know we're sorry for flicking back but going back to episode two with tess's death yeah mm -hmm. um you obviously have the side profile, side shot of the kiss, but mm. what I what I liked about that it, that sounds really odd, but was what you see is is the first ever time I think in the game and the TV series. What does the infected do when you don't panic? Yeah. What do you do when you allow the infection to take over? Right. And 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 that, and that kind of that that's probably one of like my most yeah you know she she allows her she's there to look there to wait for those grenades that she 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 put on the floor and the petrol and, and all the rest of it yeah. or gas sorry and um <laughs> and um um and and yeah i think that's where this shines i think which you don't get in the games you don't get that whole just leaving yourself to be in that moment and 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 Although they're uncomfortable, although, you know, seeing that shot back on yeah. episodes, uh, you know, where Ellie's smashing the head in, you know, is uncomfortable. Yeah. It just lingers that little bit too much to have that full effect. Yeah. yeah. So is it my understanding with that little guy? Was he down there for 20 years? Which guy? The one that Ellie goes, you know. Oh, the one in the head and the... Yeah. Uh... Yes, it was. Yeah, but he wasn't fully clickered, was he? He was like runner, what they call it in the games, I think. And a runner is only like a year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think. That. Yeah, I think. I think that was a good. I think that was a good kind of like mm. aspect of it, showing the different types mm -hmm. of, you know, different types of uh, infected, but also. Everything they do in the series as a whole is all about the character. It's all about to show. They don't just chuck in things to go, you know, every single every single fight, if you rewatch the whole thing, every single fight has a reason. Yeah. They're not just running away to get in a house. That you know, every, you know, the bloater, that you know, the leader of that part of the uh Fedra group, she uh, or the guy gets his head ripped off. You know, there's always a there's always a reason. There's always there's a, it's it. I think the fighting in it acts as a vehicle to to progress the story, mm -hmm. rather than to 
to just to be a spectacle. So I hope they retain that for, for season yeah, two. I agree. It's it's how it's obviously different from the game because you have a lot more combat encounters with clickers and uh, the general infected as well. <clears throat> but in the show, they've obviously cut that back a little bit for the, for the sake of the narrative. So they've obviously made those, <clears throat> those moments more impactful for doing so. So obviously you have that in the fourth episode i believe it is where the, uh, where they get ambushed and ellie has to has to shoot someone to help joel like <clears throat> yeah like that encounter is there solely because they've well, gone into someone else's stronghold basically <clears throat> and that episode is where you get to find out the the trope of the humans are the real monsters I mean, that's yeah. the oh, normal uh, part of any she, zombie apocalypse show. I mean, like, when she went in and killed the doctor, and it was just, like, cold, calculated, you know, the leader lady. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> she was very cold. Uh, and, but the thing I didn't understand about that episode, and I remarked on this, this show as well, <coughs> that which is, they were forcing all of those people underground all the infected underground yeah. what did they think was gonna happen <laughs> yeah it was a real bad <laughs> idea eventually oh my gosh and it had to be at least five years because i think a bloater is five years because i had looked mm. i think i think because i thought the same thing as you carly i was like why is it, are they going all underground but i think what, what and what i it ties into kind of what I like about the series is it's not all government run. We are see real people like we've spoken about just now, but this is the, this is the closest we get to a government body, Fedra, um, you know, and the beginning of the episode is brilliant because you can see them obviously getting uh, people going against them and rioting, etc. But i I, the takeaway that I got from chucking them all underground was image. If they are putting them all underground, look, we've saved everyone. Oh, yeah, if you can't outside, see them, you are right about that. Yeah, outside, yeah. out of mind. And, you know, they can control them. Yeah, fair enough. Logistically, they're underground. But you're right. And they knew it was going to happen. They must have known. And as soon as Fedra falls, what happens? Boom, they come up. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it was all about image. You know, you can walk yeah. down the street and, you know, you don't see them. That, yeah. That's kind of what I thought about that. That makes a lot of sense because yeah. Yeah, I was just like, of course they're going to come back up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're going to dig themselves out. Uh, either that or a car's going to manage to go down into a hole that brings them all out. Mm. Mm. Oh, but I, I thought, though, that reminded me also, which I think that's in episode three. That it's, well, it might be the next episode after three, where it's alluded to and then it's shown later in the game. Game. <laughs> so, uh, that they rounded up survivors and then just shot them. You know? Yeah. Even like the, the lady holding the baby. You know what? And I know that this again is probably very cliched, but I do watch and read a lot about uh, World War Two and, and all that <clears> stuff. I'm fascinated by man's inhumanity. Like I'm, mm -hmm. ow. Because I can't relate to that, and it really did feel like that when they, you know, the whole trains and stuff, and <laughs> these innocent people, and the government would, well, I'm, I say government, anybody in charge, they probably would do something like that, because like Joel said, dead people can't turn, <clears throat> you know, and it's just like, oh, 
<laughs> and the wor- and the worst thing about that, not the worst thing about it, obviously, the worst thing is, is it happened in the show. But the worst thing is is that you can imagine that. Exactly. You, it wasn't exactly. shocking. Like no, it wasn't it like. It was like yeah. Yeah, it's okay. it's yeah. that principle of like a farmer who's had an outbreak on their farm having to cull mm. his entire livestock. It's the same principle. How do you stop that from taking over yeah, your whole you... lot? You cull them. You yeah. some mor- morality, isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, speaking of morality, let's do a little jump to the end. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, let's make this the last topic. The last topic of the last of us. Um, but uh, so, Richard, uh, as you probably know, there's been a lot of discussion online, but on Twitter, of course, uh, about <clears throat> the morality of Joel's decision at the end. What did you think uh, of what his decision was and how they handled it on the series, the TV series? So it's quite hard to talk about it, knowing about a certain character in season two. Oh, in, in part oh. two. So I'm going to I'm going to pretend that I don't know about part two. I'll pretend yeah. that I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have pretty, to do the same as well. Yeah, because because you know it kind of sways it a little bit. Um, so personally, I've got two sides to this. So personally, um, I think he did the wrong thing because right, okay. because um, uh, she might have had a cure. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the cure might not have happened, and they allude to the. Well, he says that grow the cordyceps is from inside the brain, which would then, you know, would would kill her. Yeah. Um, but my other side is I'm not a parent. I don't have children. I don't know what it's like to have children, and knowing why that decision was there, um, and, and and how the story played out. I feel like people are going to look at it differently if they're a parent or a parent parental figure or not. Mm. Um, so I didn't feel that attachment as much as I probably would have if I had a child. Um, but the problem that I have, the real problem that I have is right at the end when Ellie says, okay, because he goes, she says, does you, do, what you said about the flyflies, is that all true? Then it's pause. And then he goes, yes, it's all true. And she says, okay. But the way she says okay is, okay, I know you're lying. Yeah. Or I I can't. uh, And the fact that he lied and lied and lied, but then he's trying to protect her and be the father figure. So it it is really, really difficult. It's difficult. But personally, no, get rid of Ellie. Go on. (laughs) Get a brain out. (laughs) (laughs) point of view on that but that was very interesting uh pete what about you what is your thoughts now uh, uh mirroring sort of to us to an extent what richard said obviously i'm not a parent i wouldn't know how it feels to have your your child put in peril i'm gonna come at this as someone who has loved ones like a partner and if they were put in that situation screw the world i'm saving them you know they are my world, not the world. So I can completely sympathise with his point. Even though it's not his daughter, it is his surrogate daughter. So it's essentially the same thing. He's built this bond with her over what you can only surmise is several months at this point because the the 
the TV show doesn't exactly give you a proper time scale of how long right, it's happened. Right. But they've obviously built a really solid relationship. He cares very deeply about her, and she does with him. Now he's already lost a daughter, and that too, he's already and lost what, And that's like so he's he made that choice in the very first episode, and obviously in the game as well, to go towards the government, who then end up killing his daughter. So why is he then going to go towards another entity who want to help the government to then, you know, essentially lose the only thing that he he now loves in the world, Mm. apart from his brother as well. So he doesn't want to see her go. He doesn't want to see her die. So I sympathise with him completely. Now, what I don't sympathise with him, and like you said, Richard, is the lies. And now we see the the narrative for part two will then come in and season two for this series, but for for the whole series. But yeah, like, had he been honest with her, or, and this is obviously, this was, I think this was raised at the time when the game came out as well, had they sort of asked her what she wanted to do, that's where the decision, that's where I think the decision should be made. She should make the decision, not him. That is exactly where I'm at, which is, uh, I don't really care about Joel's personal feelings, um... I didn't have a dad, so I can't, you know, it's like, okay. I don't care about his personal feelings. I don't care about Mid- Marlene's, whatever. I don't care about her feelings. Yeah. I don't care about it. I, what I care about is when they said, uh, or she told Joel, we've drugged her. She doesn't know. She's happy. She thinks she's helping the world. You know, it's all, she's not scared. You didn't tell her. You yeah. didn't tell her. Hey, that is her body. You took the choice away from her. And that, I don't care in what a post-apocalyptic current, what country, what planet we're on. I'm all about my body, my choice. And that that's anybody, any human on this planet. What you want to do with your body, you do that. So what they should have done, Joel and Marlene and any other human adult there should have woke her up and said, here's how this is going to go down. Now, Ellie from, you know, a few minutes before that, when she was with the giraffe and everything, I think Ellie would have said, okay, mm-hmm. okay, I feel like that. What, you mean she said, like she's had her last moment on Earth and it's seeing a giraffe and it's like, this is incredible. I'm done now. <laughs> I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I've yeah. finished my... <laughs> yeah. My pilgrimage. I, I have petted a giraffe. Now I'm yeah. die in peace. <laughs> she's looking at Joel and she says, this can't all have been for nothing. I can't have just wasted, you know, Tess mm. couldn't have just died for nothing. And, you know, and then, you know, her mother, her own mother, you know, and Riley, you know, yeah. they could have just died for nothing. I honestly feel narratively Ellie would have said, okay, because I would have said, okay, in that position, I will, you know, sacrifice myself and save the world. But they took that choice from her. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I think you, you raise a really good point because it highlights the naivety around Ellie. She's, she's a 14 year old girl. But if you hark back to one of the previous episodes with Sam and Henry, when yeah. she's in the bedroom oh, with God. Sam and she thinks, she genuinely believes that her cutting herself and wiping her blood 
on the leg on on yeah. Sam's leg will cure and I think that that's where I, what I remembered I was like wow she really doesn't have a clue how this works yeah. you know you know the people in white coats will make a cure that's what she knows but yeah. you're right she has no idea and I think that, that you know going back to the Sam and Henry episode that really just kind of puts a spotlight on just how much she doesn't know about it. She's a clever girl. She, Ellie's a really, really clever girl. She's strong as well. But actually, deep down, because of no schools, she's only yeah. been brought up in Fedra, yeah. you know, clueless. And so is Joel, really. Yeah. And actually, to be fair, to harken back to the very, very, very start of it, obviously, where you have that moment in the 1960s, even though mm. you don't know exactly yeah. what's going to happen and how you cure it either, because you have that weird silence when you go how yeah. do you stop this and they're like yeah, yeah. yeah and then it cuts to the to the to the opening credits you're like whoa okay and and that's obviously the through line throughout the entire series yeah how do you cure something like this you don't know how do you cope yeah how, how, what choices do you make everything's yeah. tipped on its head there's yeah. this and i think the, the the main thing is is well there are people and bodies of people and communities trying to make rules they don't mean jack. They don't mean nothing. Rules only matter if the group agrees. Yes. Yeah. And look, you have to start eating your own, like, parents. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <Yeah. laughs> that's what happens. So... Rules, that's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But um, I, I do agree with both of you, though. Uh, at the very end, he lied. He should not have lied. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, we know that that's done for mm. narrative reasons we're continuing on but no uh, in, in that position first of all they should have informed her so she could make her own choice mm. and then whatever happened joel shouldn't have lied yeah um, agreed i don't know why he did because ellie has seen him at his quote-unquote worst you know so i i don't know i mean again i know it's for narrative reasons but of course you why did you lie, Joel? <laughs> like, why? You know? Uh, maybe because he knew that Ellie would make that choice. I think so. Well, I think I think he lies constantly, and that's the that's the difficult thing. That's he's so consistent in his lies. And yes, if you played the game, then you know it catches up with you. But you know, it's I think it just shows you know. Parents always want to say it'll be fine. That's right. that's what they always say. It'll be fine, even when it won't be. And and that and that that's that's you know. I mean, he takes it a step too far, but you know, kills a few people. But you know, but then in their world, they are fine, aren't they? Yeah. That's that's the yeah. thing. Yeah, after a few people I, uh, dead and several shell casings yeah. everywhere, you learn your lesson, you know. <laughs> but he upgraded his gun though, so it's Hooray. fine. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought it was good though, and then and then we'll do a kind of a wrap up, a general yeah. wrap up. But I also thought it was was good that they finally show showed Joel's bloodthirstiness because Joel in the game is a bad dude. Like he used to like corner innocent people and you know steal from them and stuff like that. Run them. He does that? Yeah, yeah. He's like he's a gun runner, he's a bad isn't he? Dude. Gun runner, uh, just all kinds of supplies running, and like I said, he would rob dodgy, you know, dodgy dude. Yeah, like in the very first episode where they are in the truck and they drive by the family and they're like, Joel, he's got a kid. And he's like, keep going, keep going. That's mm. Joel from the game. Mm -hmm. That is yeah. how he is. Mm. And then at the end, 
when Joel's just picking them off one by one. And then the guy that's like puts his hands up, you know, yeah. and he lays low, puts his gun down, and Joel still kills him. That's Joel. That's yeah. the Joel that is in the game. And to see that on screen, I was actually glad because they made him very, very like passive. Yeah, mm-hmm. passive is the exact word. Yeah, and I was confused and like. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the thing about it is obviously that this is a different interpretation of the original source material and you have this with books and all that sort of thing previously gone by. So you will have a different way of it being told. I think this, I think the way that they did Joel in this may not be the best way of doing it, but it's it's that passiveness all the way through that when you get to episode 9 and you see that bloodthirsty approach... So it's calculated, real, though. It is calculated. It's the real like, night and day variation, isn't it? It's like, it's crazy. And the way they shot that as well felt like a proper action movie, like a John Wick movie. And I really, yeah. I could dig that as well. Mm. And, and I think, I think uh, kind of the overarching thing, which is the same as the game, is what would you do for love? Yes. Yeah. And, and I think every single episode is what would you do for the people you love? And it yeah. comes back to that rules. There are no rules. You do what you need to do, yeah. even if it means potentially throwing away a cure. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's such a good series. So poignant uh, to finish it. I'm going to go watch it again. <laughs> exactly. Um, I will give each of you um, a few last word i was gonna say a few minutes and you may not want to take a few minutes but uh, <laughs> richard what would you like to say just over the whole episode over everything and what would you like to see it go in the future so i what my my favorite thing about it is it's getting people talking you know you're doing full episodes on it and that's brilliant it's getting everyone talking and it's just great to see one of personally one of my most favorite franchises that i've shared with family and friends to be on the main the main big screen what i want to see is um more breathing space for for, for season two plus um i want to see the the same outcome unfortunately you know i think that still needs to happen but that should probably be, be further down the line yeah. that shouldn't personally be at, yeah and i th- yeah and um you know no golfing trips please and i think <laughs> um but but actually, I don't really want them to, to to change much else. I still think that the main underlying message of love being the powerful thing should be great, and and to see other stories. But um, yeah, I just think maybe the order switched around a bit. But otherwise, brilliant. Go for it. Can't wait to be depressed for another two years. <laughs> How about you? Um, well, I think hands down. I I keep saying this. I sound like a broken record, but I don't care. It's what I feel. <laughs> which is this has really just been such even though it's depressing and it is mm. but it's still a breath of fresh air in what has just been mid just just mid shows yeah. writing mid yeah. writing just oh i've not been excited about much um like even as far as movies like i think the last <clears> one <throat> I watched was uh, everything all at once you know everything everywhere all at once um but that's that was months ago and there's not been anything since that i've enjoyed and same thing for television uh so i hope that this brings like actual character driven narrative driven uh tv set a new bar hasn't it yeah yeah it has and i hope everything comes to rise up to that uh you know 
anything that comes out and stuff. And yeah, I'm hesitating on season two or series two rather because I know it's coming. I don't know if I can handle it. <laughs> so we'll just <laughs> strap yourself in. Exactly. But I weirdly have this kind of underlying faith in the writers. Does that make mm. sense? Like even yeah. though like, I, I don't I don't want to watch it, but I kind of think they've done so amazing with this. Yeah. Season. Yeah. Ah, but uh, Pete, what about you? What are your feelings? The, the thing that's the most telling for me is this has made me excited again about actually watching episodes week to week rather than yeah. binge watching mm. everything again. Yeah, so absolutely. It, it gives you time to digest. It gives you time to think, and it it gives you time to breathe and think, like to you know take in what you've just seen. And I think mm. that's that was the power behind it. Um, I'm going to mirror all your sentiments. I. I'm not looking forward to season two because I know where they go narratively, of course. Um, oh, no, we're not ready. I think oh. I think the thing is, and this is what the biggest disappointment for me was like throughout The Last of Us Part Two as a game, was that I feel like stories like that have been told in better ways before. Like, you know, but I am really quite interested to see how they've done this series with the whole underlying theme being love, and the whole underlying theme of the next one being sorrow and revenge. So it's going to be a very interesting way that they go about it. I'm just not look, looking forward to playing out of the bunker. Yeah, no uh, Golf no references. Problem. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 Got to squeeze it in. Well done, yeah, Pete. Yeah. Uh, Pete, do you want to catch up on chat? And then of we course, will... yeah. So... Sorry, Mike Ted, though, we were talking spoilers throughout the most. All right. Uh, <laughs> apologies for that. So, uh, most of the comments we've had are from Brent. He said, I like them all a bit best. Sheer, sheer joy and walla, wa wonder, followed by heartbreak. Totally. Good agree. old Mortal Kombat. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just wish it wasn't Mortal Kombat. Well, I know. Pete's like, we're a Street Fighter in the apocalypse. No, nah, I would have preferred it to be Virtua Fighter, actually. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, actually. I'm not going to default to my normal. Um, uh -huh. he, he also said, I think the most uncomfortable moment was when Ellie shot her first person. Mm, yeah. Quite intense, actually, wasn't it? Yeah, when they get... It, they, it's where... It, was that when they... When Joel's cornered and she... Yes, that was it. Because yeah. he's getting overwhelmed, isn't he? Yeah, yeah that, that was good addition. I like... That was good. Yeah. So I think this harkens back to uh, the question of what will we do in this situation in the in the apocalypse, where he says, uh, "At least I will be the same. I won't have more than a month's worth of medication of my medication, and I can't survive without food for that long. So I won't have. Uh, so I won't have to make uh, those any of those choices." And <laughs> he then uh, follows that up by going, "Yep, humans are the Walking Dead, not the zombies." <laughs> yes, yeah. humanity is the bad guy here. Uh, he's follow so followed up that by talking about how eggs are now too expensive because avian fuels caused lots of the flocks to be mm. cold, and he finishes up by saying, "Maybe I am lucky that I know nothing about the games. I'm excited about season two. <laughs> well, I apologise if we've made some very uh, obscure references you don't understand, but you will understand them soon enough." <laughs> Oh, but that's it. No. Yeah. Okay. Well. We Sorry. Can want... I just can I just take a moment because obviously um, 
Yeah, we had some very unfortunate. There was some very unfortunate news that came out a couple of days ago about yeah. a certain <clears throat> person within the community who uh, unfortunately lost their life. So R.I.P. Lance Reddick, what a legend. Mm. Feels bad that I watched him in Fringe recently, and uh, I, I actually wanted to raise this as well. It was because of watching Anatov in this that made me go back and watch Fringe. Uh, and what a show that is. Go and watch it. It's incredible. I've never seen it. I, 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 I've heard very, very good things. Five series and, of pure brilliance, and it has a really good ending as well, which is more surprising. Wow. That's a rarity nowadays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even Bojack Horseman, one of my favourite series, had one of the worst endings I've ever seen. But should it? Yeah. So, but yeah, R.O.P. Lance Reddick, sadly. I was genuinely surprised to see how influential Lance Reddick was, like, in my whole everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't realise how much he was... Like, I knew he was in a lot of the stuff that I read and played and... Yeah. Not read, watched. Heard. And like that. And, yeah, heard. Mm. And I was just like, like, that's like everything, you know? And then, mm. um, and I, I was, guys, before we went live, that I'm actually currently reviewing uh, Destiny's Lightfall. Uh, Destiny yeah, new DLC. Yeah, Lightfall. Um, and it's like, ah, you know? Mm. Like, I'm going to, I, I have to incorporate this into this because he's such a big part of the Destiny community. Mm-hmm. Like he was even because mm. he, he was playing like two nights before. Yeah, I read that. Know? Yeah, so broke yeah. But he's anyway, sorry. Immortal. He's immortal at this point, and he will live on, you know, forever. You know, mm-hmm. in various things that we all love and adore. I'm going to jump back into Horizon Forbidden West. Because yeah, he's he's yeah, in that yeah. asylum, yeah. isn't he? I think so. I'm gonna fair, fair. I, iconic. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um. Okay. Well, I think that's gonna do it for this episode. We're gonna wrap it up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we thank Richard so much for joining us. Thank fun. you, thank you for having me. It's yeah. been an absolute pleasure. You Absolutely. are welcome anytime. It's always a great conversation. When are you do you. when are you next gonna do your Nintendo one? Because I want in. We will see. Yeah, yeah. I think we're we're waiting for. I don't know. Who knows what? I do. I do. I do a, a, a post Japan one, and then I can give you presents, Pete. There we go. Sweet. We'll do it. Sounds <laughs> good. That'd be fun. You have to tell I'll everything. get you both little presents. You can open them Sick. on camera. My present is just having you on the show. Ah, oh, I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was oh, that was cringeworthy. <laughs> <laughs> you but, get an extra gift. Richard, <laughs> <laughs> where can they find you out there in the wild? I am on Twitter. I still talk about games. I don't write about them anymore. But I am at Nintenmouse, N-I-N-T-E-N-M-A-U-5. So, yes, feel free to follow. I'll give you a little follow back. Uh, yeah, the link yeah. will be in the dis- in the show notes for this episode. Thank you. Yeah. Pete, what about you? Where can they find you? Um, well, you can find me on Twitter for now because I'm very contemplating getting rid. But <laughs> at the moment, it's Every at Pete Beckett one. Up and down. Up and down. Uh, okay. Well, like Pete, who knows from one day to the next. So I am on Twitter at Kylie to greet K L E Y T H T E H T R E E T. Well, you got it right this time. You didn't have to rely on me to do it this week. 
I had to like really think about that. Um, I'm oh on wait, that was because you were five tequilas down last. I'm on Instagram as well, but I talk a lot about CrossFit on there. Um, so it could be boring to some people. But anyway, that's just Ali Yellick, which is like everything ever. Um, and I think that's going to do it for us. So thank you so much for our listeners and our watchers. And we will see you and talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rapid Reviews Radio podcast. You can find the podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and various other podcast platforms. You can also find the video version by searching Rapid Reviews on YouTube and watch the podcast recording live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash rapidreviews at 7.30pm UK time every Sunday. Please make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at rrradiopod and for all the latest reviews visit www.rapidreviewsuk.com or on Twitter at rapidreviewsuk.com.